Welcome and thank you for joining us for the NAHU Healthcare Happy Hour, the official podcast of the National Association of Health Underwriters. Before we begin, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. The podcast is distributed on these platforms every Friday and is included in the NAHU's weekly member-exclusive health policy newsletter, The Washington Update, giving you a head start on your weekly healthcare happy hour. How much do you know about the National Association of Health Underwriters Political Action Committee, more commonly known as HUPAC? On last week's episode of the Healthcare Happy Hour, NHU Vice Presidents of Congressional Affairs, Chris Hartman and John Green, discussed the last few primary elections of the season. But on this week's episode of the Healthcare Happy Hour, Chris and I are joined by QPAC manager Nathan Makla, making his podcast debut to provide a broad overview of the primaries and more specifically, QPAC's role in elections past, present, and future. So welcome to the podcast, Nathan. Since this is your first time on the happy hour, for those who don't know you, would you mind introducing yourself and explaining a little bit about what QPAC does? Sure. And thank you, Dan, for that introduction. My name is Nathan Makla. I am the HUPAC manager at NAHU, and our PAC is named HUPAC, which stands for Health Underwriters Political Action Committee. And we are the voice of NAHU in Congress. And so with the current political climate, with our national focus on healthcare reform, we need access to congressional legislators who also share our vision. And so we collect contributions from members of NAHU to give to candidates who support our mission and to be that voice and to be at the table and to continue to support and get people elected who also support us. So when HUPAC is considering different candidates to support, what factors is HUPAC considering? Sure. Thanks, Dan. We have a candidate questionnaire that anytime a new person who is running for office decides they want to run and get our support, our board of directors for HUPAC submits a candidate questionnaire that they fill out and they explain their positions and their stance. And it has it asks a number of questions. Some are more general. Some pertain to the background of who the candidate is, whether or not they held a previous elected office at the local or state level, perhaps the committees that they were assigned in their state legislator. And then it asks stuff about their areas of interest in policymaking. And they have to fill that out and explain very detailed who they are, why they're running, Then we have a second part of our candidate questionnaire that gets more specific. And some of the questions I'll give you an example are, what is your top healthcare reform priority, including any modifications to the current system that would reduce cost and improve outcomes in a competitive private market? So it's pretty specific. And what do they want to do for health and health insurance and reform our current healthcare market? There's another question that states this, today's employer-sponsored coverage is the way that most Americans receive health insurance benefits. What are your thoughts on the employer-based system and the tax treatment of employer-provided group health insurance benefits? So we really get specific there to ask, where do you stand on the health insurance system? And then in the employer-sponsored marketplace, which most of the members here work in that industry. And that way we know exactly where they stand before we give them money. We also utilize for current sitting members of Congress, we have a criteria, a list of committees they serve on that are important to us, leadership positions within those committees, and then working relationships that 
our lobbyists have with them and our members across all 50 states have. So when we go through and create a budget of who we're going to give to and why, we sort of mark certain dollar amounts towards people. Some people can get as high up as the full $10,000, which would be a max out, five to the primary, five to the general. Those you see in more of a Speaker of the House, perhaps, or a Senate leadership member, a House leadership member, those top tier people. We also have very specific committees that we specifically target. And anyone who sits on those committees in the House or Senate gets up to maybe $5,000 sometimes. Some people just get a standard sort of 2K amount that we give. And that is perhaps someone who knows a member and they have a working relationship, but maybe they don't serve on a committee that's super important to us, but we do know them and we still want their vote and we want their support. So we do this every two years and we go through a budget and we create that budget to really hone in on the people we know will be the most important to us. And then, of course, we use the candidate questionnaire I described earlier for new members that maybe aren't already serving because they're not on a committee yet. They're not, they have no voting record in Congress. So we don't really know who they're going to be yet. And so we have to ask the questions ahead of time. But yeah, we go through the list and the budget changes also. So if a member, sitting member of Congress turns out to be someone who's not supporting our agenda or our issues because something changed in their position or beliefs, we amend the budget every month in our Occupy board meeting and our board goes through it. And if they decide we, we don't support this candidate any longer because X, Y, and Z, they did this and they voted this way, we pull them out of the budget and we take their money away. So nothing's ever perfect. And we do amend it every month, basically. So, Yeah, I think Nathan made some excellent points there. I think in general, we're wanting to make sure that these members of Congress or candidates really are willing to understand and back health insurance brokers and agents and consultants out there. And we want to make sure that the candidates and the members of Congress are really interested in a vibrant private health insurance market, making sure that we are really advocating for consumers to have choice in their health insurance options and having, a, like I said, a vibrant private insurance market. So obviously, something we look at very strongly is being opposed to single payer and making sure that they are not advocates of single payer. So you would never see a Bernie Sanders or an AOC as the type of person that our PAC dollars would go to. would always go to members of Congress who are interested in a private market, making sure that consumers have affordable health insurance and have choices so they can make the best choices for their families in their healthcare needs. You mentioned a little bit, and I mentioned a little bit earlier as well, about the primaries. Between March and September, midterm primary elections were held across the country to determine what the general election will look like come November. Is HUPAC active during the primaries as well as the general? Thanks, Dan. Correct. We are very, very active in the primaries. In 2022, this year, this calendar year, we've given almost $600,000 to key committees and candidates specifically. And amongst that money, most of it did go out during the primary. So the last three primaries just ended two weeks ago in Rhode Island and Delaware. So it just ended. A lot of the money of that, almost $600,000 we've divvied out, did happen before all these primaries ended. And then, of course, general hits very quickly after. But we were very much involved in the primaries. And many of our key elected officials also were maxed out, which is, means we gave $5,000 in their primary to make sure that they won against other primary competitors. We wanted to keep our our allies in their seat. So yeah, we were very, very active in the primary. 
Now, one of the things you would particularly see it going on, for example, during a Democratic primary is perhaps you have multiple Democrats running and one candidate is pro-private insurance market. The other one is pro-Medicare for all. At that point, NHU and QPAC did donate to person who backed private health insurance. For example, there was a special election primary in Ohio for the seat of Marsha Fudge, who became the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. Our locals on the ground there in Cleveland identified this primary going on for that special election. Nina Turner, who is a well-known single-payer advocate backer of Bernie Sanders, really has been a national Medicare for All advocate, running in the primary for that congressional seat. Against county politician named Chantel Brown, who is not a supporter of single-payer and uh, has engaged with our private sector market in the past. Actually, she herself has a health insurance broker license. So she's, she's a licensed broker in the state of Ohio. And our members wanted us to get involved in that Democratic primary to make sure that Chantel Brown be back one of the national thinkers of single payer going on in this country. We did donate to Chantel in that primary in a great come behind victory, even though Nina Turner is nationally known with a national fundraising base, we were able to have victory there did win that primary and went on to win that general election in the Cleveland area. Obviously, in, in inner Cleveland, it's a very Democratic area. And so really, that, that election is going to be won in the primary itself. So that's why it was so vitally important for QPAC to get involved. In addition to that example out of Ohio, can you highlight some other races this summer where a QPAC supported candidate was successful? We have Quite a few. We've recently sent out a few solicitations that some of the members listening may have gotten. But in Michigan, HUPAC board voted to support Representative Haley Stevens in her new 11th congressional district race. Stevens was up against Andy Levin in a Democratic battle for that seat. They were both current members of Congress, both well-known Democratic members, and they got paired against each other in the 11th. And we decided to support Haley Stevens based on her views on the private health insurance market, and amongst other things as well. And she was the candidate who is more conducive to our agenda and our platform. So she ended up winning with a commanding 60 to 40 lead or close to that. And so she's currently, she won the primary. So now she's in the general. We'll see how that goes. She will now face a Republican named Mark Ambrose. We also supported in California 13th district, a candidate who was a Democratic state assembly member named Adam Gray. He was a moderate Democrat with the backing of the state's party establishment, and it was a very competitive race. Um, He won with 35% of the vote, so it was pretty close. Closely behind him was Republicans and Democrats run together in California primaries, but John Duarte and Democratic Phil Arbalo. And so, yeah, he ended up coming out on top, and he is one of two who will be in the general election. So that was two success people we gave money to who did win their primary. And I want to talk about the Republican side as well. In California's 47th district, the QBAC board asked for us to give the Republican Scott Baugh, who was recommended by a board member. And he was also in a very crowded primary. And Baugh received more than 30% of the vote. It's California again, so Republicans and Democrats are in the same primary, but he did come out on top amongst a number of Republicans. And then we also got, a, this was a really good win for QPAC. Our past QPAC chairman, Bill Hepsher, asked for a donation to a candidate in Florida's new 15th district. It was a very crowded primary. A lot of local names, statewide names. So we gave to a candidate named Laurel Lee, and she had served on Governor DeSantis's staff in the past, and she ended up winning a competitive field with 
41 percent of the vote, which is pretty good, beating out State Senator Kelly Stargell and being out State Representative Jackie Toledo and beating out uh, another person running named Demetrius Grimes and Kevin McGovern. So a lot of people in that race, we really were not sure who would win, but we got the uh, sort of intel from our past chairman that Laura Lee might be the, the best candidate to give to. And he had talked to her and supported, she would support us and, and if she got into Congress. So she did win. So those are all people who are now in the general and many of them are likely to win. Of course, you never know which way the winds will blow, but yeah, so we were able to see a lot of success in people that we supported in the primaries. Yeah, the only thing I would add there is beyond obviously consulting with QPAC's board of directors, which do represent all the regions of NAHU, we also work very closely with the state chapters and their lobbyists. For example, with Adam Gray in the state of California there, we contacted not only the state chapter, but their state lobbyists, because Adam Gray was a member of the state legislature there. So we really want to know how they interacted uh, when they were members of the state legislature. What type of politicians were they in the state legislature? Did they work closely with our health insurance brokers out there in the state legislature? So that we'll, they'll give an example of what type of member of Congress they would be. And so without those recommendations from the state lobbyists of CAHO, we would not have backed Adam Gray in that primary. So that being said, are there any general elections this November that NHU and HUPAC are keeping a close eye on? Absolutely. Of course, all of them, we've supported close to 200 candidates in the House and Senate over the past two years, which is the election cycle. So, of course, all of them that we gave to, if they did win their primary, some have, have lost in their primaries, and, and but that happens. So most of them we are. I will bring up an example of one that has really become a kind of a hotbed election, and that's the entire state of Nevada. And we've had an event recently with um, Congressman Stephen Horsford, who is in a very competitive race. All the House members, I believe, in Nevada are going to be in competitive races. And the Senate race in Nevada with Senator Cortez Masto will be also highly, highly contested. And so I know that we have recently given, I believe we did max out to the senator, and we've certainly given a good deal to our, our members in Nevada from the Clark County AHU chapter are very active. They've been very strong supporters of feedback, and we thank them for that. And they are also very active in meeting with their members and getting the support of their members and connecting with them and pushing our issues in that state. And so we've had a lot of events recently and a lot of pull with Nevada races. So I would say that's one of our most closely watched and the one that we've maybe given a, quite a bit of money to and some of the candidates that we support out there. Alongside that, we recently gave to previous Congressman Ted Budd in North Carolina. That was a request of the North Carolina AHU alongside one of the local chapters. And that is a very, very competitive race. It's for Senate, the North Carolina Senate seat. That's the seat by Richard Burr um, is stepping down from. And so Ted Budd will be going up against the previous Supreme Court Chief Justice, Sharice Beasley, in North Carolina. So we are watching that closely. We did end up giving some money to Ted Budd at the request of some members. And we know that's going to be a very closely watched race. Yes, the Republicans also have a fair number of vulnerable seats that they're very concerned about. NHU is backed, for example, in, into Congresswoman Kim and Congresswoman Steele from Orange County, California. Both of them are, are Republicans who are in very competitive races this November. Also in California, Congressman Valadeo and Garcia are also in very tight races. And so those are races that our members in California have said, we really want to hold on to those Republicans in Congress. 
So we really do look at this in a balanced bipartisan way, making sure that we really are backing those who back health insurance agents and brokers. On the Democratic side of the aisle, people like Angie Craig, who's spoken at Capital Conference on multiple occasions and has discussed risk pools and reinsurance with us in great detail because she really understands the issue, is in a very tight race. And so we have maxed out to her this year. Also, because there are so few members of Congress who really understands issues like reinsurance in such great detail the way she does. So for those interested in learning more about HUPAC or potentially donating to HUPAC, where can they find more information? For anyone interested, if we <laughs> excited you or gained your interest in this conversation, please, please head to our website. And it is hupac.nahu.org. And if you would like to contribute, you can go to hupac, H-U-P-A-C, .nahu.org backslash contribute dash now. But you can just go to the main website too, and it has a big button that says contribute now. It will take you also to that contribution page. You do have to log in with your Nehu email and then your password. If you don't remember your password to log into your giving page, you can reset it with your Nehu ID. So if you know your Nehu ID number, you can reset your password with that ID number. If you can't get in after all that, you can reach out to me. My email is listed on the website and hopefully you'll have emails from me probably this week alone. So yeah, we would love to have your support or just if you're interested in seeing more about what UPAC is and what it does, please check out the website. The other way to give is I'll be blasting quite a few solicitations out with direct links to everyone that allow you just to click on one button, go to your giving page, and then all your information will be pre-filled out for you. And all you would have to do is select how much you want to give, whether it should be reoccurring or not. And then you put in your card or your bank account information. So yeah, you'll be probably getting quite a few emails from me, just different ideas and themes. They will give you a link to give to as well. It is now time for the NAHU Healthcare Happy Hour Toast of the Week. So Nathan, who are we toasting to this week? Dan, we are going to be toasting to all of our amazing HUPAC supporters, our donors, almost 2,000 strong in this association. If you are not one of them, we encourage you to join with us to support all these candidates and get them to the finish line and get them elected. And again, you can do that at hupac.nahu.org. Cheers! Thank you for joining us for the NAHU Healthcare Happy Hour, the official podcast of the National Association of Health Underwriters. For more information on NAHU's government affairs efforts or to become a member, visit NAHU.org.